Пожалуйста. Little drink for the journey. Wet your whistle. Mm. Wet your whistle for the record shop in case anyone asks you to sing. Yeah, you never know, do you? You never know. It could happen at any point. Yeah. God. Kathleen, sing now. No. Oh. Is that why you wet your whistle so that you go? No. <laughs> no. No. Mm. No. Very it? hydrated. No. no. Yeah. Really hydrated. Very clear. No. Mama, mama, mama. <clears throat> no. No. <laughs> I've never been to this old record shop. No, no, I haven't either, actually. I don't really remember it, if I'm honest. What's that sound? Mm. Is that music? Is it piano? No, sorry, not the piano. There's like another weird sound. It's like a... It's like a German train station. Like a crowded German train station. So weird. That is strange. So Gosh, no, and it is, and it is, it is a German crowd as well, isn't it? It's definitely it? German. And the hook. And a recorder. Mm. Somebody's playing a recorder in there as well. But ge- a German playing a recorder. Very strange. Anyway. Yeah, it's peculiar. Oh well. At least it's drowning out the sound of all those eagles. <laughs> Phew. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, they're all loud, aren't they? Bloody hell. Yeah. I hope this doesn't take too long. Yeah. I know that's a rude thing to say, but... Well, no, it's... it's... I, I've double-booked myself. I feel really bad. Oh, have you? It's, I, like, yeah. I hope this doesn't take long just so that I can make both things and not be rude to two separate people. But... Oh, what's the other thing? Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson wants the Skyler. Oh, OK. Yeah, I suppose you can't really push that back, can you? No. We were having an argument that he's calling tequila tequila. Tequila. Yeah, and he's selling tequila. Like he's got his own brand of tequila. He's in tequila. Does he know he's wrong? So I'm saying I'm messaging him saying it's tequila, but when it's written down, it, he's reading it as tequila. So we're gonna have to Skype so I can say. Oh, so you're gonna tequila. Skype it? Okay. Like a key. And he keeps just saying like a key. Question. Anyway, this is the whole thing. Have you had any nightmares this week? Oh yeah, funny. Talking about the, the the German train station thing. Uh, I was on a train. Yeah. And and it just stopped in the middle of nowhere, and it was like, get off the train. Uh-huh. Okay, fine, but we are in the middle of nowhere. I happened to be by the sea. It felt like I was sitting at somewhere like Penmai Maur. Felt somewhere uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and then just a big wave came and swept me out into the ocean. Oh. And I drowned, I guess. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> Weird that that bit's cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I suppose I drowned. <laughs> I suppose I drowned. I don't remember what happened after. I didn't visit Penmai Maur if that's where I was, so I'm guessing I was still in the ocean. And then I woke up. Oof. Yeah, horrible, isn't that? Yeah, really unpleasant. Really unpleasant. How about you? Any nightmares this week? Uh, still got Leo Sayer stuck in my head. Oh, God, really? Yeah. And it's not... It's none of his songs, it's his talking voice. Oh. So my internal monologue is Leo Sayer's voice. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your voice is nice, so that is a shame. Ah, oh, thank you. Well, my internal monologue's never been my own voice. Oh, is it not? God, imagine okay. that. Imagine hearing... Hearing of... Oh... Hearing your own voice back. Oh. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Can't listen to like tapes and whatever of your voice. Tapes? <laughs> it's not the 70s. <laughs> oh! It's Robert with his piano. Oh, hello, Robert. 
Hey, Hello. Hi, hi. Oh, this is a lovely, spooky old second-hand record shop. Mm. Big fan. Yeah, it is. I, 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 well, yeah, the, that uh, keeps it cool. Uh, if we had a small fan, it wouldn't keep the second-hand record shop mm. cool. <laughs> Very yeah. true. First question, straight out of the gate. Yeah. How was your journey to Spooktown? Um, well, I had to go back and get my piano because I thought I was just going to do a poem, but apparently now I'm doing it in a musical version, even though I've only written the chords and I've uh, never actually done this musically before and I only wrote the whole words yesterday. And But anyway, yeah, but the, I, I came here to... <laughs> God, so you were halfway here. How far away are you here? I was half... Well, I think I, I think I was almost all the oh, way there, no. and I decided it was a poem. And then they said, "Oh, go back and get your piano." And I brought my piano, which is strange to have a piano in a record shop because, you know, the, the tape players are sort of the natural enemy of the piano. <laughs> Feels like a bit of a brag to bring bring your piano, like you you don't want to listen to their records. <laughs> <laughs> well. I know all, all 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 the my piano brings all the boys to the yard. No, I don't. <laughs> and they're like, "That's a nice piano. Can you play it?" Yeah. Well, no, they don't say it's not. They say my piano is better than yours. I believe is that. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Of Correct. Course. My apologies. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, going back and, and lugging your your piano back here. It's appreciated. Well, it may it may or may not improve it. I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing, but. Um, I, yeah, I think I heard you tinkling as we were walking here. I think I heard you, you tinkling the ivories, and it sounded incredible. I was tinkling, but I was in the toilet. I'm for. All right. Oh, well, wow! It gosh, sounded beautiful. Yeah, that sounds stunning. I, I got I got trapped in the toilet. <laughs> Your flow is beautiful. I I don't know how I got trapped in the toilet, but I got trapped in the toilet. Oh God. Well, sorry that you got trapped in the loo, but also it did sound great. Gosh, it projects as well, um, yeah, because yeah. we heard it down the street. Good stream. Well, that, that's what that's. Uh, it does. If you do it out the window, it does project. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we talking about the piano I... or the? T- what? Uh, how far are we taking? <laughs> how far are we taking this tinkling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to have to urinate during the whole poem now. <laughs> well, I'm glad you've arrived safely. Mm. Yeah, so thank you very much for that. Uh, my second question from me is: how how many ghosts have you seen this week? Um, I haven't seen any ghosts. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. It's no week. Yeah. That usually uh, that usually happens. To be fair. I feel like I need to change that question because most people's answers is none this week. It feels like I should catch people on a, on a different week. But yeah. Well, it's not the week for ghosts, is no. it? No, it's not. Ghosts come out at Halloween. And also, when you say how many ghosts have you seen, as ghosts are invisible, it's probably more... You should, how many ghosts have you experienced, possibly? I love that. Yeah, that's I'm, a really good point. I'm taking that going Yeah, make a uh, note, Ed. That's really nice. Um, in that case, because you could ask me that question, yeah, it would I think be I'm... very different if you asked me how many ghosts have you experienced this week. Ask me I, that question. I think I'm. I think I'm about to. Um, All right. I, I agree with you. How many? How many ghosts? Hi, Robert. How many ghosts have you experienced this week? Oh, none. It's still none. Yeah. 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 It's still none. Yeah. No, it does change things though. It does change things up a little. No. No. It was. 
It was a nun. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a nun. It was Mother Teresa. That's just the one. So you've, just, you've, you've experienced one Mother Teresa this week. One nun. One, one nun. <laughs> one nun. Next question. <laughs> uh, lovely. <laughs> one, one nun it is. I don't want to dig any further into that. Uh, my, my last question, and then Cass got a hot cue. Uh, my last question is, what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you, please? Um, I would say... <laughs> Just then, yeah. I think that was the scariest thing that's happened to us. I think one of those. <laughs> that was catching, that was catching uh, my pet elephant just as it landed on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> would you say that was scarier than the nun, then, yeah? Um, well, it, it, seeing as the nun was writing it. What? <laughs> <laughs> the nun was riding the elephant. Where, where am I living? What? <laughs> Elephants and nuns this week. Mm. Yes. Is that the name of the record shop? Elephant, the elephant and nun? Sounds more like a pub, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it does sound like one of those, like, really, uh, you know, what they sort of... What, what are they, what, I've forgotten what those what are what those people call who go to Brixton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brixtonians? No, no, because I lived in Brixton, and then all of a sudden all these people came, and they it, Brixton wasn't Brixton anymore. Um, uh, you see them in Brick Lane, other places beginning with Brick. Um, <laughs> Hipsters? Ah, there we go. I thought it was hipsters, spelled with a yes. W, but um, I would say no hips. No, no. I thought it was very much differently spelled with a W, but um, <laughs> but no. I know hipsters are lovely. No. So what were we talking about? The elephant and the nun. Oh, elephant. No, part. it's one of those sort of no bankers, which also could be spelled with a W. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of those sort of bankersy type pubs in the city where the elephant and nun. Not that I've oh, ever rah, rah, rah. Yeah, rah, rah, rah. Not that I've ever been into one. A banker. <laughs> <laughs> but I have left a deposit. No. Oh, come on. Joke from nineteen seventy six. Um <laughs> Can I go now? Do I have to do the, the thing now? <laughs> You've brought your piano all the way here. It's, you've got it. You, oh. sh- you should. You should. Kath, do you want to ask your question and then we'll get into it? Okay, Robert. Okay, so um, Jaws, the shark from the film Jaws or Jaws 2. Willy from the film Free Willy or Free Willy 2. Drew Barrymore from the film Fifty First Dates. Shag, Marry, Kill. So it's Jaws, Free Willy, and Drew Barrymore from. I haven't seen that film. Drew Barrymore of um, Donnie Darko. Drew Barrymore. Oh, so of her, e. her, the actress, not her Although, from that specific film. Her, from, yes. her, the actress, yes. Um, not from ET. Right. She's a child in that. Uh, Drew Barrymore from Scream. Shag, marry, kill. All right, I would kill Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Straight off. <laughs> Straight away. Um, I would 
marry free willy. Yeah, seems mm-hmm. kind, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. my, my, uh, my granddad was from Blind Avon and I've always had an affinity for Wales. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> so nice. Um, and then... Jaws, I've got one option left, haven't I? Mm. Um, well, I, I'd imagine if it kept him somewhat distracted rather than eating me. <laughs> I don't think I'd go, I don't think I'd go for in for any oral <laughs> mm. with with Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. That would yeah. not be. But, That's understandable. Um, yeah, I think I would. Uh, <laughs> but don't, don't, don't do this because if I I don't know the order I did this in because if I was to marry the Free Willy surely wouldn't I mm. be cheating on Free Willy with Jaws depends on what and the last line. thing I want is the love of my life being eaten in like some you know, with a, a fish. Yeah, with yeah, Jaws. Yeah, makes sense. yeah makes sense. same sort so you'd have of... To, you'd have to shag Jaws <coughs> first. Yeah, the timeline would have to, <laughs> to be... get Get rid of Jaws. Yeah. And then then you're free to marry Free Willy. Mm. I free think. to Willy. And then, yeah, I mean, murder Drew whenever, yeah. really. I, I like that you're trying to consolidate everything into sort of one day. Just yeah. Just get, <laughs> get out of the way. Yeah, let's rattle through this. <laughs> I actually think more more like half an hour, but um <laughs> thirty minutes, yeah, yeah. Bash out in thirty. Yeah, yeah. Shag jaws, quick marriage. No, so kill Drew Barrymore, shag jaws, marry free Willy. A beautiful thirty minutes. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm just disappointed that there, there isn't a fourth option. Um, you know, what do I do with the extra time I've got? Yeah, fourth option: uh, live your best life. Live your best life with free Willy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Go head to head with Nemo or something. Um, <laughs> is that would that be try, trying to get found by your dad first? <laughs> Backstory. Yeah, that would change the timeline again, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, wonderful. Thank you very much for answering all of those questions. Um, very strong answer as well. Strong yeah, answer. strong answer. Really thought out. I believe, word on the grapevine is you have a poem set to beautiful music about this here record store. And we'd love it if you did that for us now in whichever iteration you you so desire. All right, let's see what happens. Second-hand record shop Where everything you don't want to buy is in stock Lived a little boy called Bobby With his grandfather so evil He made him listen to Michael Bublé Bobby's grandpa treated him so unpleasantly It was 1990 but Bobby was forced to refer everything as if it was the 70s Second-hand underwear, hand-me-down toothbrush Really scratchy old toilet paper Instead of a duvet No games, no toys, just pain and despair 
In the stockroom, Bobby slept in a bed made of tank tops and hair. His computer was an etch-a-sketch, his bath was a soda stream machine. Half his bedroom was taken up by his TV's black and white. Minstrel show, shown on the screen. Bobby planned to save his money and build a new life and flee. But that would take too much because a house would cost at least 15p in 1973. So totally alone until one evening Bobby found a cassette player. As he warmed himself one evening against his bonfire of... Des O'Connor LPs and a magazine featuring Leo Sayer. And Bobby bonded with the cassette player like he was in heaven. A bond as unusual as George Lazenby or Bob Holness or David Niven. Bobby took the cassette player everywhere except the toilet and he knew his future had been given. And one day he'd escape and go Away from his evil grandfather Who forced him to listen to Barry Manilow So Bobby used this cassette player To make his own music on All through childhood Trapped in the shop of rubbish song In a world of corduroy trousers His tape player stopped him getting bored And the music he made meant that he didn't need to think about the chords although obviously because he was doing music he did have to think about chords but not the trouser chords it was the chords but not the anyway Bobby dreamed his songs would take him far off places like he saw in his 70s sitcoms which I can't mention these days because they're racist until at the age of 18 he got his bike and told his granddad what he wanted to do all along. It's 1973, granddad. I want to be a songwriter and get all the ladies. Just like Elton John. His granddad did a helicopter motion with an axe and hit Bobby in the willies, so his bike came a cropper. In a quartet of 70s slang, Granddad did a chopper motion with his chopper and struck Bobby off his chopper by hitting him in the chopper. And as he fell off his bike, his tape player smashed against a blue nun and prawn cocktail and lava lamp receptacle. Until it was broken like Jimmy Osmond's voice in 1979. Irreversible! Like Jimmy's testicle. Such a disaster made him hate his granddad and give him the heebie-jeebies. It was a tragedy, like when you lose control and you've got no soul, like a tragedy when the morning cries and you don't know why it was a tragedy, like sung by Bobby's favourite band, Steps. He was sadder than Watership Down, the Deer Hunter love story, and even more hysterical. But 
as the tears landed on the player. It came to life like Smokey Robinson in the miracle. And as the tape player sprang to life, Bobby's songs were best ever written, better than before. He could see his future. A distant time when women could drive or there was an end to casual sexism. He didn't want to be old like his granddad. Trapped here, his life would never start. He wanted to be young and fresh like the Monty Python people on TV. No, they'd never be old farts, apart from John Cleese, who's now a twat. And as the tape player went round and round Bobby's eyes, that got him hypnotised. He didn't know whose idea it was, but with the tape player he made a pact. Whilst the tape player made tracks, if the tape player helped him get rid of his grandad, the tape player could really help Bobby really make tracks. Bobby paused, shocked, and said to himself, he didn't mean it in fact. Cause he didn't want his grandad dead, and he wanted to take his words back. But we know ourselves that the tape player was listening. And in the morning, Bobby found his grandad was gone, and his tape player somehow smiling. He first noticed his granddad's absence when the alarm didn't play Tom Jones singing Why Why Delilah Lila Liling Delilah Deliling Bobby remembered the night before his dream had come true but how it happened he didn't ever have any chance of knowing it was almost like some magical tape player could just delete time rewind time re-record time rewrite time well the whole point of this very rushed, slightly rubbish, and I didn't know I was going to set it to music, but slightly not totally shit poem. Bobby didn't believe, but at the last hope turned to his tape player and said, undo this travesty. At which point the tape player suddenly played the Carol Kling classic, It's Too Late Baby. Which that's a baby travesty, that is too much of a, well, anyway. Oh, wait, no, wait, no, wait, wait. Bobby didn't believe it in his last hope turned to the tape player and said, undo this travesty. At which point the tape player suddenly played the Carol Kling classic, It's Too Late Baby, from the 1971 album Tapestry. Bobby didn't want to be sharing anymore. With the tape player, he wanted his future sunny, but it scared him. But like 1977, if his future was sunny, it wasn't going to have any sharing, sharing. Basically, what I'm saying is when the cassette deck was around, Bobby couldn't relax because it had shown that it was not only a bit of a player, but now it was gone off the tracks. So, Bobby inherited the shop. 
70s stuff and all that's made his future brighter because now, with the 70s in fashion, he could cash in and this paid for Bobby to be a songwriter. But whilst he used the tape player, he got a separate mic and a separate speaker and a hard drive. So whilst the tape player was there, it was now no use at all. Just standing around like the four ship members of the Jackson Five. Sorry, the five ship members of the Jackson Five. And as it came unused, the tape player got furious and jealous and hateful and nasty. It got rid of the grandad like Bobby asked, but now it was consigned to the past and made as obsolete as David's soul and his hutch without a star rabbit. Then the day came when Bobby had to leave the tape player in a drawer and the tape player broke out with its rage at last. Bobby didn't mean it, but he just didn't need it. He didn't need the tape player anymore for this one Spooktown podcast. And the podcast happened and the song stroke poem, which he didn't plan to do as a song, but now for some bloody reason is a song was done and amazingly his career spiralled. Fame grew and grew and opportunity too and I'm not sure if we should use this phrase anymore but Bobby went viral. But as Bobby got more and more burning, seething in the drawer, the tape player raged with jealous fire. Watching Bobby's success beyond compare, Bobby became a millionaire. More famous even than Ted Rogers, who's the 70s version of Michael McIntyre. So now the year 2039, the tape player gone from Bobby's mind. Bobby's success so great, the tape player longed to spoil it, spoil it, spoil it. The tape player finally got his day as Bobby was clearing stuff away and put the drawer open as he went to go to the tour. Take a shit. player locked the loot door and left him stranded did what he'd done before to grandad paused until the time of the Spooktown podcast rewound and yes you won't believe it but you'd have to be there when he did it as for a moment you would hear a subtle almost unnoticeable, soft, time-changing, tape-rewinding sound. I'm in the loo! I'm in the loo! Someone help! I'm in the loo! I'm in the loo! Can someone help me? I'm in the toilet! Someone's left me in the... Why someone locked me in the toilet? Someone's locked me in the bloody toilet. What's going on? I'm good. Hello, sorry, are you there? I've just been in the toilet. Are we starting yet? <gasps> uh, oh. Hello? Hey, Hello. yeah, God, so you're in the... You're in the... Were you just stuck in the toilet? I was just stuck in the toilet. Oh, bloody hell. 
Well, thanks for coming. I could. Are you gonna? Are we gonna do it? Uh, um. Yeah, I reckon. If you're happy to. I, I think I don't. I've written. I've I written don't... a poem. I have put it to music, but I. I my piano's not out yet. I can't be bothered to. Shall I get uh, my piano you, out? Or do you know what? It's. It's all right. All right. Good. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's okay. You don't ha- you don't have to do it. All right, cool. I think I think we've got I think we've got everything we need in regards th- to your story. I think so. That was. <sighs> whoa. Sorry, I'm just, uh, you're gonna have to bear with me. I've had my mind blown. <laughs> have you got enough? Oh, we've got enough. Um, we've got enough stories. But do I still get paid? Still do I get a fee? No, no, God no. I, th- I thought I thought this was going to be like a big break because I thought that what it will go, you know, viral or something. Um, I think it probably will. <laughs> oh, the fact I haven't done it. All right, cool. Someone else has got a chance. <laughs> yeah, because that's Cheers. different, isn't it? Like, Cheers. <laughs> all right. So, Sarah, I, f- I feel like. There's something like, I've got like these vague memories that are, like feel false, and I don't know why. Does anyone else have that? Like, you, you feel like this has happened before? Yeah, perhaps? I've got like insane deja vu, but it like doesn't sit well. Or something's amiss. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. How was how was the toilet? Were you okay in there? I, I heard you yelling. I can't remember actually. I was just in the toilet. Yeah. I can't remember before that. I was just knocking on the toilet door. Has anyone else got Des O'Connor in the head? <laughs> That's it. It's yeah. not deja vu. It's like deja vu. Deja vu. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. Because I've just got the weirdest, like, intense, like, Des O'Connor, Leo Sayer. Like, what? I've got Leo Sayer in my head, but I always have Leo Sayer in my head. So I don't think, I don't know whether Yeah, that's, that's not really me. new for you, is it? No. No, it's not. Leo. Um, Leo. Leo. I'm a Leo Sayer. Oh, Gordon Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Leo. <laughs> Who else wants to be a Leo Sayer? This is I Wish I Was an Only Child with me, Rachel Mason. And me, Kathy Mason. In this podcast, we speak to other siblings about their relationships to find out where we're going wrong. We've already had some amazing chats with Daisy and Charlie Cooper, Frank Skinner and his brother Keith, Athena and Seth Cableno. And in series two, we're sitting down with Connie and Dr. Rupert Huck, Roman Kemp and his sister Harley Moon, Rosie Jones and her brother Ollie, Selassie Bormitter and his sister Edenarm, and lots more. New episodes every Wednesday. Listen on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry that you, you, you've gotten it. It got trapped in the loo. Like, All right. Got well, is, that, and... is that it, then? All right. I'm not sure we have enough time to listen to your, your story about the record shop now. Yeah, what time is it? What year is it? Why do I feel... It's sort of between the 1990s and the 1970s, it feels. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting, but... Yeah, I'm getting that vibe as well. All right, is that it, then? Uh, I... S- I suppose so, yeah. Um, right. I'm so sorry that we didn't have enough time to listen to your, your story about the record shop. It's a nice record shop. Yeah, it is um, nice. All right, bye then. Have a nice time. Are you, 
That was nice. Real nice. Nice. That was a nice one, you know, mm. like a proper nice one. Mm. <sighs> what do I think now? Say again. What do I think now? Yeah. I thought I, thought I told you, mm. Nigel Mansell's meeting up with me at uh, the Pound Bakery. He thinks his cat keeps sticking up ectoplasm. Oh, God. Yeah. It's all right. It doesn't sound like it's all right. No, it doesn't but sound good. If it's ectoplasm, it's not all right. Mm. If it's not ectoplasm, it's also not. It's not going to be. It's not going to be like. Oh, it's the good sick. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Your cat's got the good sick, Nigel. It's bleak, whatever it is. Isn't it? Yeah. He shouldn't have a cat anyway. But we'll, you know, That's you know my thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to pop along, see one of his cars? Yeah, go on then. Day out. This has been a Little Wonder production. Music from Prodri Vani. Logo artwork from Suze Hughes. With special thanks to Beth Forrest, Steve Pickup, Sam Roberts, Henry Widdicombe and Joe Williams. Other podcasts from Little Wonder include Here to Judge and I Wish I Was an Only Child. Voiced by Melanie Waters.